Hey guys, welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Steve. And I'm Jim. Thanks for joining. So Jim, uh, what's what's new with you? What's been What's been going on with you? So I wanted to talk to you today about one of our favorite topics, food. Oh God. Food. Food. Right. food. I feel like every episode has been about food in some shape or form. I do want to point out that I did not talk about Taco Bell last episode. Oh, my, you it. just brought it up. I noticed it in the middle of our conversation. I was like, oh, I haven't brought up Taco Bell. Should I bring up that I didn't talk about Taco Bell? But that would bring up Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> like you're doing right now. <laughs> like I'm doing right now. <laughs> well, we could bring up Taco Bell here. So I wanted to talk about your approach to food. Because now that we're in our 30s, I kind of wanted to talk about and get your opinion on the way you kind of – I might be in my 30s in body, but I'm, I'm in my teens in mind. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. We didn't make it that far. In here is a 16-year-old teenage girl. <laughs> yep. I can believe it. Wearing the, wearing the mini skirt. That's you. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to talk about like your approach to food. So okay, not not to say like when you're younger it's way different, but more along the lines of when you're older and you're knowledgeable, you kind of be like, oh, I should have a vegetable today, or like, oh, I. I it's funny because I reluctantly these days have to start thinking about what I eat right. because. I've taken it for granted my my entire life. I right. I'm one of those people that has like an that used to have an iron stomach. Okay. Where you know you it was sealed. It was dr- sealed in there. Exactly. Yeah, used to have it a whole night drinking, be fine. Wake up the next day, eat like a cheesesteak, a greasy cheesesteak, like leftover nachos. Fries. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know at dinner have this thing that we used to call a fat sandwich. Ooh. Which was, um, you know, chicken fingers, cheese steak, mozzarella sticks, French fries, mm. all of it, all of it inside of a sandwich. So that and would get that would be fine. I'd be fine after that. So that'd get packed <laughs> away in your stomach and it'd be like a safe. But now exactly. it's sort of like a leaky sieve where it's just kind of <laughs> shoots out. Yes, yes. If I even try to eat any of that, oh my god, I'm <laughs> asking for trouble. So. Like I've had to, you know, start balancing my diet, and it could be, it could be granted. Maybe everyone's telling me right now that it's the fact that I ate like such garbage back then <laughs> when I was younger that I now am in the position I am now. But God, those were good times, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I think that your body's going to go through changes anyway. So, okay. you know what? Take advantage of the strength you have as a child, <laughs> as a you teen. You mean it's going to get worse? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, like, now that you're older, right, and you're just going to go get food. In body. In body. Yeah. I okay, think your man. body's leaning towards the, the big four zero, and the mind is <laughs> – <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm only at the start of my 30s. <laughs> you're look, already saying my body's beginning. Of, look, you're practically look, you're practically at the 35 mark, which is halfway to 40. <laughs> it's a hop, skip, and a jump. 
Listen, listen. People tell me all the time I look like, you know, a spry young 25-year-old. Who tells you okay. this? Uh, Who tells young the young the young the people. old grandmas? The, grandma. the young people. Okay. They tell me I look like a 25-year-old because they have no indication of what a 30-year-old can oh. look like. <laughs> When you're They're so like, when you're, yeah, he looks twenty five. So, so when you're hanging out with the with the college kids who are like right. nineteen and twenty, they look at you and they're like, "Well, I know he's not twenty. That's for sure." <laughs> but he's he definitely looks older. Yeah, he's but he's in class with me. So like twenty one, maybe maybe he's a little slow. So maybe like twenty three, twenty four. Ah, I give him twenty five, yeah. and I just. That's it. That's okay. exactly what happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then when I tell them my my actual age, they're always so surprised. They're like, "Oh, oh my no. god, you don't look it." Oh like, man. I bat it, my eyes a little bit. So when, the, especially when the guys <laughs> tell you, you must feel really good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask about like, not just your approach to food shopping and stuff. I'm talking like your approach to food in general. So you're gonna go somewhere and do something. All right. Okay. Whether it's the movies, whether it's you're just going to go eat out with friends, right? And well, let's take eating out with friends because we talked about that on a previous episode about the cost versus the tastiness of the food and right. Right. Um, but we didn't talk about like the quality of the food and how it affects you, right? So like most normal people wouldn't go out for dinner with their friends and order like a milkshake for dinner. They just wouldn't do that. But – they might order a meal and then get a milkshake after, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. You see where, I'm, okay. see where I'm going? Right. So, like, some things yeah, are normal, yeah. some things aren't. I was going to say, I definitely hung out with my friends and gotten milkshakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, now you're going to go out and get something to eat. Do you look at the menu and you're like, all right, these things over here, those are safe. I'm feeling safe. I'm going to get these. These over here are kind of like the medium risk, but we're not doing anything tonight. So like that's worthwhile to eat. And then over here, these are the high risk. Like I have to be near a bathroom within arm's reach. <laughs> Do that separation. Uh, yes, actually. But um, my acceptability of what's a bathroom within range is very broad. Okay. So, okay. So you're not Even a home pooper. Like, you're not a home pooper. No, I don't care about right. having to do it at home. I can do it in public. I've stopped at random McDonald's. You right. know, I'm just You're a you pooper know, without or, borders. Wherever you exactly, need to go. Pooper without borders. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I need to start that charity. <laughs> <laughs> the right to poop anywhere, anytime. <laughs> so the only time I really, really take that into consideration is when let's say i'm about to go on a hike uh, or out on a fishing boat right something like right that, and you can't get back a bathroom is definitely not within any sort of arm's reach right right that's that's when i i really make sure i i watch okay <laughs> so so you're actually pretty cavalier then you'll look at things and be like eh this may upset my stomach. This might not. I'll just I'll just go with it if I if you wanted it. Yeah. Again, like when I'm out with my friends, you know, um, I'm gonna eat whatever I want to eat. <laughs> so, right. Right. <laughs> whatever looks good, even if I'm hanging out with my friends, you know, I'll just have to take some a bathroom break. Or something, okay. No, nope, but it won't be a big deal. <laughs> exactly. 
Okay. Okay. It might be a big deal for them, but not for me. <laughs> they just like, where's Steve? Yeah. <laughs> He's been gone an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get, you don't get nervous or intimidated when you're gone for so long and people are like waiting to go home and they're like, should we just go? Or should we wait for Steve? <laughs> uh, no, for, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll go as like, We'll we'll see what the what the rooms like first. We'll okay, the okay. Room. The closeness yeah. of the friendships uh, also do they matter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I thought of another situation when I really watch what I eat. Okay, and that's when I'm on dates. Oh, that I definitely do not want to go and be very adventurous. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's true. And if it's just you and another person, the clock's almost yeah. like being watched because yeah, like exactly. they have nothing to do. Because you know they're on their phone bored you know mm-hmm. waiting for you to come back but so. what what if you went on like a double date what if like you went with two people or like there was a small group of people um you'd be okay I'd with that yeah, yeah yeah i'd be okay with that. not you're just not leaving someone alone so yeah, all those dates exactly. that we've yeah. been on you've been very careful with what you eat <laughs> <laughs> i've known you for so long that no <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh I'll wait hell yeah, wait <laughs> Pretty sure I've gotten a text from you at some point being like, like where are you? Are you? Okay? <laughs> Do I need to bring you anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was curious because um, this whole coronavirus thing got me to thinking about um, sports and everything. And I heard that they're potentially. Sports. Yeah, it's a long winded. You know how I get. It's like yes. it's, it's a long train of thoughts to get there. Your connections in your brain. It's like a spider's web, but like if you've ever seen a spider's web and then you threw like another spider in it that didn't make the web, that's like me. So it's like a beautiful <laughs> web, but you like don't know how to navigate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was just going to be like a spider web with the spider on LSD. It's about the same. so like i heard that the they're thinking of potentially opening the sports stadiums to have you know sports going on and eventually i think they're not going to have any fans or anything like that right right but if you take that to like the next step and like let's say next fall when they have school maybe they stagger how their kids sit or whatever they're going to do something right it got me to thinking about bathrooms right so do you think Two questions here, two-part question. Like, first off, are they going to change the bathroom bathroom situation at all? Right. So I can tell you already, since I'm forced to go into work, okay, that that is already the case. Really? Yes. Okay. What are like some stalls on like staggered stalls? One person per bathroom. That's it. The whole bathroom. You're only allowed one person. Wow. This is my job. This is like my dream. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you always get privacy yeah but the problem is is that when somebody needs to come in they have to knock say anyone here That's and then you have to say yes <laughs> you gotta go like this they know. and like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's in here <laughs> no, no i meant like now it's sort of like the ha- person hanging out on the cell phone thing where uh, they're just waiting at the door until you're done I and see. so you feel pressured that you right. need to like finish up. Right. So. And the hardest thing to do is poop while pressured. That's exactly that's the hardest. <laughs> you might as well just like finish up, you know, leave, leave 
Come back. Wait till your stomach hurts again in five minutes and go right back. Yes. <laughs> should be clear again. <laughs> so they only have one per bathroom. One person per bathroom, yeah. So, it was a whole thing, too. It was it was funny because um, one of the higher-ups just kept talking and talking about how there's no signs on the bathroom to tell people that this is oh, the new policy. The, the new policy. Yeah. Um, even though they've sent out plenty of emails, but there's no sign on the door. Sure. And so people just don't care. Sure. They just walk in and they'll use the urinal right next to you. <laughs> okay. That's already a taboo. <laughs> and you're already, I know, exactly. As a yeah. guy, that's already a that's taboo. That's already a go taboo. go to the furthest one. Yes, you know? yes. But yeah, then everyone just gives them a death stare like, excuse me. I'm Interesting. Here. You're not following the policy. <laughs> so you just mentioned something that we could take a tangent off this tangent and talk about. Oh, God. That I had okay. this theory that I was I was trying to run numbers for at my previous job. So it's – I'll give you a, a, an example, okay? You go into the bathroom and there's either four or five stalls in the bathroom, okay? Okay. We can pick either situation. Let's stick with like four to start out with. All right, four right. stalls. Are you a man or a woman? We're men. We're, well, we're men. We're men here. We're men. This okay. is just our situation. situation. Right, and you have to go number two. So you're looking at the stall situation, okay? Okay. And your goal is to go to the toilet, which is used the least. Which okay. stall do you go to? Not the handicap stall. Okay, pretend – so for this one, let's pretend there's no handicap because that's a clear – Yes, don't go to that one. The closest one to the door. Number one. So yeah. I think number one is actually the second least used. Yeah. Because okay. if, if you. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, and so I was thinking stall number three was the least used. Because. No, definitely, you, people love to be as far. Okay, so away hear me out. Hear me out. From the door. So hear they me out. Their privacy. Hear me out here. All right. Person comes in, the first stall they go to is? The last one. Last one, right? Yeah. They go to the last one. Unless, it's a, you know, unless there's, a, there's a handicap. Okay, no handicaps for this scenario. Okay. okay. All right, so the that, so, has the most so, space. Right. You can like sprawl out. <laughs> I know. You know. <laughs> People get changed in there. Like you don't know what's yeah, going exactly. on. All right, so they go to the one all the way at the end, right? Yes. All right, that's yeah. a guarantee. Now, person number two comes in. And they can take any stall except stall number three because they're not going to go right next to the only guy in there. That's, That's true. a given. They will go to number two. Two or one. Now, they'll go to one if they feel like I need to get as far away from people as possible. Or they'll go to two if they say I don't want to be close to the door, which I think a lot of people would do. Yeah, okay? exactly. I think because when you're in that situation of I want to be as far away – from people as possible in your mind you're like the door is the closest <laughs> people but you got to remember like, as soon the as door walk in, they're going to see your feet but <laughs> <laughs> but the door also the the first stall also has a flip side for people who don't want to be near other people you only have one stall next to you right if you take right. stalls 2 or 3 you're double sided and if it's That's a busy true. day, I, just, I did think about that as as I as you were talking, I was like, the only thing I could see for door to pick number one is if 
you're thinking a third person's gonna come. That's in right. And now has a That's choice right. between being next to you or being next to the last person. That's right. And they'll probably pick the last person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, so that was the first scenario. All right. So the second scenario, I want to give you these are these are bathrooms in my actual previous offices. All right. Okay. And so this other one is going to be one from Phil. I just I just want to point out to everybody who's listening yeah. that he prefaced this with saying he did this at his previous job. Yep. Oh. <laughs> this is all thought. This is all. This is pre-thought. But I've oh, done. Okay, I thought you like crunched the numbers. Oh no, no, no! But I did every time I went in, wrote down the number of what stalls oh, were there. God. Just it's just a quick check. You go to pee, you look who's in what stalls. Oh, Boom, that's it. Goodness. Like it's not it's not a big deal. <laughs> you actually did a scientific study. Yeah, it probably poop. wasn't perfect sampling because I'm a home pooper, so I would only go to the bathrooms if it was like an emergency or right. if I had to pee. And usually when I go to pee, it would be like between meetings or like between my downtime. And so I wouldn't, right, right. I wouldn't see the whole spectrum of the day. You know, there are some sure. people that come into the office, they go straight to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some people that like end of day, they wait till the end of the day, they go to the bathroom. Some people go at lunch, like, right? Some people go right in the middle of the day and they're just like, that's because I don't work here. You know, they just go. <laughs> no, I'm very scheduled. 3 p.m. is my time. Right. You see, there's people like that. Right. So if I didn't go to pee ever at 3 p.m., I would have missed your your numbers there. That's right. Exactly. All right. So the next scenario, the last scenario, is back when I was in Philly, there was a five-stall situation. So one, two, three, four, five, one is closest to the door. I kind of figured you got that. And then, yeah. but stall number one is a handicap stall. All right. So now running the numbers in your head, run through the scenarios and try to think like, now I don't have the numbers for this one because I back then I was, I was subjective. This is just, so which stall would you pick personally? As the one that you, you want to go in and go to the stall, which the least amount I'd of people use. I'd probably still go to the last one. You'd go to the last stall. Yeah, I'd probably go to the last stall. Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not asking what you would go to. The one you think has the least amount of people. Oh, the least amount of people. Yeah. Who use it? Um, it's the second stall. The second stall. That's yeah. actually the one I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Don't don't underrate the handicap stall. Like, dude, a lot of love people that love that stall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so if, if somebody's in the handicap stall first, you know, first and last are gonna get taken. You just know that. But see, right. then you get into this this mind bending situation where, in my opinion, you have people who have thought about this and people who haven't. Right? So like if you've thought about this and it matters to you, like me. I'm going to choose the stall I think is the best regardless of where the other people are. Right. And that throws off the whole rhythm, right? So if I go in and choose stall two as the first stall to start, the next guy comes in, he's all confused. He's like, yeah. why aren't like, you in oh the handicap stall? Who? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, you with the last stall. Right. I could have taken the handicap stall. Exactly. And now he's like, well, no, I can't take the handicap one because you're in stall number two. And, you know, maybe, maybe. Well, 
I hope he go he poops right next to you at a spike. <laughs> <laughs> he could have gone to the first this one, but he's like, this guy, he ruined everything. I'm just gonna go right next to him. So I've had I had a funny situation like that at a Flyers game. So like I'm at the oh, Flyers God. game and I was going to the bathroom there and I ended up going I forget what how the situation was, but there was a lot of stalls essentially. And okay. I went to a stall um, like next to another person and there was an empty stall slot somewhere. And I remember right. not taking that one. I took the one next to someone, right? And I saw a guy come in and you could see like their feet like walking. And then he like looks and he's like, all right, he doesn't want the one next to me. Right? So then he goes to the next one and he opens the door and he goes, Whoa! Whoa! And then he just comes next to me, and I'm like <laughs> dying in there. Oh, that's true. That's a whole other. You forget some of the toilets to don't. If there's a warm seat or if it's like not flushed, it throws the whole balance off. Wait, you check the warmth of the seat? You like no, like there's some, there's some no there's sometimes the when like. <laughs> If I'm in a Flyers game or something, I'm double or triple layering the toilet seat. I'm not oh, going to okay. raw butt that toilet seat. There's <laughs> no way that seat is going to kiss my butt. No way. And I'm going to put down a splash guard in there. I don't want uh -huh. I don't want splash back in a fly. You, you, you don't want that water to go Oh, gosh. It's already nasty. But, like, sometimes you'll sit down and the seat is still warm. After, even after you you layer it, and if that yeah. happens to me, and there's another stall, I get right back up. <laughs> like not you today. Sat down. Too bad. I'm right back up. Going in the next stall. <laughs> it's too warm. <laughs> it's got. You gotta let that thing cool. <laughs> so someone was cooking in there. <laughs> it's like our butts kissed. That's right. That's right. And sometimes those toilets, you really got to give them like the good old double flush to really clean the sides. Oh my god. <laughs> so like I don't want any. I don't want to deal with that. All right. I'm kind of curious what that first stall looked like that the guy like I've seen so I've seen stalls in New York City. At Penn Station, that literally looked like a water balloon fight with poop inside of the water balloons. Yeah, like it just—it was just everywhere. Like you couldn't even get in there. Everything was everywhere. That even happened. And the the craziest. I just want to say that we started this conversation with like watching what you eat. Right. And if that happens to you where you do that to a public toilet, <laughs> you need to start watching what you That's eat. right. That's way worse. <laughs> well, what gets me, and, he, and here's another thing that gets me. There are times when I've gone in the public restrooms and the toilet's uh -huh. like clogged with poop. And you're, you're mm -hmm. like, and you're like, I'm not going in that one. Pretty simple, right? But yeah. there are other times when you go in and you look and you're like, I know that that's more than one person's poop. You just you just know. You're like this. This is poop. <laughs> this is poop on top of poop. And it's like, what kind of character squats on top of that and it's like, yeah, let's just top it off.
<laughs> it wasn't clogged before. Let's make. Clogged. Yeah, and the thing that the thing that makes me curious about these clogs is when we worked back at McDonald's way back then. I always wondered why the toilet never got clogged, and the manager told me that they install these things called power flushers, which are like super yeah, suction cups. Very co- high. Yeah, and it just like like sucks it down, and it doesn't do like what the toilet does through like a thin tube. It's like a thick. It could suck down like paper towels and stuff. Right. Sucks (laughs) it down, right? And I'm wondering like why is that not the standard in any public place? That's true. Even in your own personal bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I need it there, but (laughs) it's funny when you're talking about clogged because there's certain situations where you look at a toilet. And there's no water. Oh, in it. yeah. And you're and not you know sure. That's because it's clogged. That's and you're right. like, this is the only one that's here. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I'm gonna like have it. to. <laughs> I'm gonna have I, okay, I can tell you. Anybody else's, and then you flush it, and then that water rises. <laughs> okay. and you're like, oh my god! Is you're it panicking. Stop? Is it gonna <laughs> so when that happens to me, when I'm not at my own house, I flush it first before I even poop. Because okay. if it starts to rise and it's going to overflow, I can go get someone and be like, what's going on in here? And then it looks like I just went in and like said, hey, there's an issue here. If you poop first, that's it. Like you can't leave. You can't – don't even flush because you can't, you can't risk it. Imagine the poor employee is – you know, you flush it and it rises. But then he comes in and he's like, did you try to flush it? And he flushes it again. And now it goes over. Oh my god! I've never had that situation. All over the floor. <laughs> what is this happening? So, like, when a toilet gets clogged, if you flush it once, it'll rise. But if you flush it a second time, it'll like overflow. So, right. if you get an employee in there who like didn't know you flush it the first time, he might try it, and then, oh, I see what and then it overflows. Like, oh, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're already backing out of that room. <laughs> I, I could tell you a funny story if you want. I don't know if I told you this one or not. I might have. It was on one of my flights back from Europe, and okay. I had a stomach ache on the way back, and. Okay. So I get on the plane and I tell the stewardess, like, my stomach hurts. So if we're taking off and I need to use the bathroom, like, and you see me getting up to use the bathroom, like, I'm letting you know why, you know. And they're not supposed to let you get up or anything, but I told her, like, this is an issue. And, like, I didn't think it was going to be, like, a big deal, but I wanted her to know anyway. Just, like, precautionary, right? right? I didn't want to, like, try to go to the bathroom and then, like, tackle me and then, like, that would have been the worst, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, like, I'm on my flight back. And I tell her that, and she's like, okay, keeping in mind, this is over the Atlantic from Europe. So these are like the mega planes, right? Yeah. With like the, the like three, four, three, five, three or something, like the crazy yeah, yeah, seating, yeah. right? You're right, right, right. There's that whole middle section. The whole, yeah, nobody wants to sit in that middle section. I never sit yeah. there, right? Anyway, there. <laughs> it's the worst. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Every seat's the middle seat. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle section, every section sees the middle section. Um, but the lady's like, look, uh, we only have four bathrooms on this plane, which as soon as she said that, I go like, there's hundreds of people on this plane. 
Like, I'm just, I'm crunching. Yeah, I'm like crunching the numbers in my head. I'm like, this is not good. And she's like, oh, and by the way, we were, we were actually delayed. Like, because of delays, we had to take off before we did the pre-flight fixes or whatever. Sometimes they fix the planes before you fly. And one of the fixes was one of the toilets wasn't working. So there's only three working toilets. And the people on the plane oh, didn't know this. Okay. I only knew – I was privileged with this information. All right. Oh, God. So, Did right. they block off one of the toilets? So they blocked it. So they locked it. From the outside, okay. you can – in the plane, you can lock it from the outside, which feels super unsafe now that I know how they do it because, like, anybody can do it. Um, right. And you just get stuck in there. But anyway, you could Why lock it. Lock from the I, I don't know. I, I wasn't in it when they did it. But like, oh, okay. if they tried to open it, you wouldn't do it. There's like a lever on the side of the door. You have to do it, unlock it, whatever. Right. So they locked it, so like a person couldn't go in. And she's like, "This is how you unlock it. You can use the broken bathroom, but the broken bathroom doesn't flush. So you can use it, but don't flush it. All right. So now I'm running the numbers in my head here. I'm kind of like, all right. First off, I can't believe she gave you the okay for that. It's just gonna sit there. I, I mean, I look like a. I would say I look like a sane person. I don't look like the kind of person that's gonna like ruin a bathroom, you know. Right. So I'm like running the numbers. I'm like, okay, if I have to just go once on this flight and it's only a one-time deal, that's perfect. If I don't have to go on the flight, even better. But sometimes when you have stomach problems and you don't really know if you have to go. You kind of like go and then like sometimes it doesn't come out or it does and you have to go back, right? So like I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And the worst part was as soon as I went in, it would be unlocked and other people would try to use it. And so she'd have to like guard it and stuff. So it was like a whole thing. So I'm on the plane and my stomach hurts. So like I go to the bathroom in that bathroom. Feeling better. Feeling better, right? Feeling good. Coming home, cleared the tank, you know, watching the movies, right? Food service comes and I'm like, oh no. Nah. I'll try the fish. I won't I won't even <laughs> touch the food. Not even touching it. It's been like 15 hours. I'll tough it out, right? Right. We're getting we're getting like on the way down. There's like an hour left and the way the long flights work is they give you like a snack before you land. It's like the, a snack, a meal, a snack. It's like this whole thing. Anyway, the last snack was an ice cream bar. Oh no! And I was like, I'm really hungry because it's been like 15 hours. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So I had the ice cream bar and immediately ice cream on an empty stomach is like alcohol on an empty stomach. It's just the worst. <laughs> and my stomach was going crazy so here's the thing i had to go to the bathroom again or i thought i did i wasn't really sure the lady locked out that bathroom for good because i already said i used it and i was fine so that's a no-go now there's only three bathrooms left and the line is is just down the hall like you know it is so i'm in the line just doing one of these like rocking back and forth you know (laughs) just holding myself and, and we're getting near the beginning of the line, and I asked the per- person in front of me, like, hey, man, like, because they're talking to each other. I'm like, hey, dude, I feel so sick. I just need to, like, go to the bathroom. And he's like, dude, everyone here has got to go number two. Wait your turn. I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. So I what I did was I ended up cutting people in the line. So 
if you haven't done that before, it's pretty embarrassing because they all have to go to the bathroom and they know right. that when you cut them, you're going to like go to the bathroom for a long time. Like, right. so I ended up cutting the people going to the bathroom again because of that ice cream choice and then feeling fine and then just going home. So the moral of the story, <laughs> don't eat ice cream on a plane. Don't eat ice cream on a plane. That's the moral. <laughs> But yeah, flying is tough if you're like not watching what you're eating. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I've uh, I've never really had that issue on a plane just because the the food's always pretty. I feel Bland. like they know. Yeah, it's always very plain. Nothing's fried. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's very tasty. Comes with bread. I've never seen dairy on a plane, so I'm surprised you got dairy. Oh, so <laughs> that's the thing. The plane from the states to Europe was very american right you get you get a salad i got like chicken i got uh, no problem on the way back from europe i couldn't eat anything it was cheese and bread as like a a snack (laughs) and i was like i don't want that nasty ass cheese there there was um yogurt as a snack oh god (laughs) and they had ice cream as a snack like i told you and then Uh um the meals they had two meals Chicken or vegetarian? They might have had a third. I don't remember. Chicken or vegetarian? I said, what's in the vegetarian? They're like, three cheese penne. And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> and the chicken was Indian chicken. It was like chicken. Oh, no. I don't remember the name it's of it. Spicy. Chicken tiki, tika? Chicken tika, I think, was the name of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'll, that's why I said I just passed on everything. I'm like, I'm not eating anything. I'll just starve. Yeah. Well, I bought. But then you decided on dairy. I was dying. Well, so I took – so to get that flight, it was – I had to be at the airport at like 7 in the morning. Uh And then I had to get on the plane by like 10. And then the flight was like 8 hours or something. And then I didn't eat since the night before, right? So it's it's almost been a day. It's been almost like 24 hours. So yeah, Yeah. at that point, my stomach was like hurting and it was like you need food. And like in your head, you're going through like I've seen that show – the survival shows where they don't eat for days and they're fine. You can do it. <laughs> yes, you could have survived the whole twenty-four hours without food. But I'm I'm at I'm at altitude, Steve. You don't know what that does to your body. <laughs> so, trying to bring this back because oh yeah, like, a, definitely do tangent, it. From a tangent, I'm getting hungry what, talking about this too. What was uh, funny enough? What was number two? Number two, what? <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. You don't even remember what your question was. Nope. You said that after the coronavirus, you had two questions about bathrooms. Oh, and yes. The first was if bathrooms are going to be different. That's and right. And then okay. the second, okay. the second was, <laughs> do you think coronavirus will mutate into a stomach illness? So I think it already is. Oh, okay. Like some some people do get like uh, gastrointestinal sure issues from the coronavirus. It's like fifty percent of people who have coronavirus get that. Wow, that's a big number. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So. So yes. So it, yeah, just like it's a virus that just attacks your organs, and so your body is just. I don't know what to do with this, and everything goes haywire. So. We've been lucky that we haven't haven't gotten it. Yes. 
but uh, I saw. Oh, you know what I did see today? Um, I saw it was trending down in our states. It's actually getting better, but oh, it's. No, I haven't seen it trending down at all. Oh, okay. Um, in my state, it's at least it's been trending down. Like the new cases has been trending down. Um, but I looked at where my company's headquartered, which is in the Midwest, and it's trending up. And over there, they're starting to open things, which yeah. is kind of crazy because they're going up and opening things. And over here, we're going down and like locking down even more. No, no. We're definitely starting to open things like crazy over here. You guys are I'm opening? Getting, I'm getting worried. Yeah. Yeah, New Jersey. We are to not. Open we are on lockdown. They're calling it a phased reopening. Oh, so like what like, Europe is doing? Yeah. So like only certain aspects of certain things are getting open. So like they opened up retail stores, but only for curbside pickup. Oh, okay. So you have to order That's online fine. and then pick it up at the door. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. And so I don't know what the ramifications of that are, but it is funny. I don't know if it's funny or scary. <laughs> we scary. haven't had a decrease in numbers and we're starting to open we're no, I to think more relaxed. I think about. Jersey's has new the new cases are going down. Like the, the new cases have leveled off. Yeah, like yeah. the daily new cases. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know for my, but, for PA it's been going down for like this whole month. Like it's a zigzag, yeah. but it's like a trending down zigzag. Right, right. Yeah, I know New York, New Jersey, PA. Yeah, I mean, but um, it's still in. It's still Illinois in the, is now the new like New Jersey, New York. It's yeah. Like well, it's crazy. still, and and I don't want to make light of it. Like it's still in the hundreds for PA. I think it was like six hundred today or something. New cases. That's not. That's not small, right? That's right. Like, it's not like five new cases, and these are only the ones that are like reported and tested. You know. If I got sick, right. or if you got sick, unless we were going to have to go to the hospital, I doubt we'd go to get tested. We'd be like, I guess we have it. Like, that's pretty much what you do. <laughs> so I've had a friend who's had it or been diagnosed, but they couldn't test him because they, were, they just don't have enough tests, and he seemed fine. And so they were like, yeah, it looks like you have it. Um, just quarantine yourself for two weeks. Um, we're not going to test you. See if you actually have it, but only come back if you're having respiratory problems. <laughs> That's the worst. I guess they, I guess they can't do anything for you anyway. Really, it's just like you know, yeah. your your body will fight it off. Yeah, there's no cure for it or vaccine or anything. So yeah, your body just has to fight it off, and so. That's it. Take some Nyquil. <laughs> Dang. So my work, actually, if you get it, will give you paid time off, which is actually a pretty big deal. Interesting. So, like, normally, if you're sick or whatever, yeah, but you have to use your paid no, time off. It's just they just pay you as if you're working. Oh, okay. That's Only if you're sick with COVID, not if you're sick right. like, you know, some other sickness. Yeah, you'd have to use your vacation time to do that. Right. right. And actually, let's talk about that for a quick second, because <laughs> my old company, two companies ago had it way different and I loved what they had. They had this business model where we're going to give you here are some holidays that the company celebrates and federal holidays. Here's some right. vacation days. Do whatever you want with them. And then you don't get sick days, but when you're sick, your boss has to approve you being sick 
So he has to say, like, you can get paid for this day and not come in today. You're going to be marked as sick. And after two or three consecutive, it might be three consecutive sick days, you needed to, like, provide some sort of documentation, whether it was a bill, whether it was a doctor's, like, note or whatever, to say that, like, you went to visit a doctor. You had to go and right. see a doctor within three, I think it was three days. So the premise yeah. behind it was if you weren't feeling well and your boss was okay with it, you could just not come in that day. You just tell him, like, I'm not feeling well. I don't want to come in. Like, is that okay? Right. And then, you know, he'll be like, make up the work the next day or whatever. Like, they'll figure it out. Yeah. And no, that's it, actually a really good policy because a big problem and what a lot of people were worried about and why they shut down a lot of companies was people would still show up to work when they're sick because a lot of companies don't have good sick leave policies, oh, yeah. you know, like that. And so, um, you know, people will be like, uh, you know, I just have a little bit of a sore throat, a little bit of a cough. I could still come into work. Mm -hmm. People do it all the time. And that's it. Now you're that's starting right. to spread. You're starting to spread. So COVID. my current company yeah. and the one right before this job was that where they give you vacation days. Well, they give you the holidays and they give you vacation days and they say built into this vacation. Let's say you get like 14 days. Let's say two weeks vacation. They'll say, we're going to give you an extra like four vacation days. So let's say you have 14 plus four. So let's say 18. Okay. They'll say, those are sick days. You can use them when you're sick. So here's the problem. Right. But it, it joins up. The it joins days. up. So nobody ever takes sick days. So everybody yeah, comes in sick. The same thing. And yeah. it's, it's terrible because what happens, like you said, people come in sick. And the worst part is that. The managers who work at the companies, they don't generally have the authority to tell you to like go home and get paid and not work, right? Because they're right. on they're on the line for the job you were gonna do. Right, right. So I don't know. So, so my company, um, that's the policy. You have to use your paid time off if you're sick. But if you come into work and your boss sees you sick, they're just gonna send you home. And that's a good boss, just though. Just pretend, just pretend that you work the full day. You know. But that's a good boss because if you were, yeah. let's say, you got sick for another two days, you didn't come in, right? Well, those we, other two days you would have to use your pay. Well, that's my point. But, why would you? Yeah. Why would you stay home then? Why wouldn't you just come in even sicker the next day? Yeah, I, and that's, that's what true. happens, yeah. you know. Like people just. <laughs> well, because, and it's even worse with people who have kids, because you know. They, kids get sick a lot, so the parents sometimes get sick a lot too. And, and like, I feel bad because now they have even more reason to, like, you know, tough it out, I guess, at work. It must be really tough yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> I had an employee, yeah. I say this, like, to people out there listening who have kids, I had an employee on my team who she had a kid who was young and then had another kid while still working for me. So I got to see, like, how challenging it was for her. She's pretty much our age. And it was a lot of work, just like raising a kid, doing all the stuff they have to do. The hours she worked, like she'd come in and then go home and then come in. And it was like a whole – it was a lot. I was exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to moms out there. Yeah. It was recently Mother's Day. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. But, but kudos, kudos to you guys because I, I would never be able to like – 
that's just so much. And then when you have multiple kids, then it's multiple soccer practices oh, and man. things like that. It's and when just, and when they suck at you're soccer, you're running around all over the place. That's it. Your life is your kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you had a kid who sucked at a sport, <laughs> all right, uh huh. Like let's just hypothetically say they suck at basketball. Okay. Because I know you suck at basketball. So I do. yeah, I do. so that's a good one. So let's say hypothetically they suck at basketball. How would you tell your kid, we ain't doing basketball anymore? How would you? Why would I tell my kid that he wouldn't do basketball anymore? Well, well okay, well, take, take a step back. You take your kid to basketball practice and he sucks. He's just getting the ball stolen and he's missing every shot and he's getting made fun of. And the parent teacher coach that's there is just yelling at him like nobody's business. And your team is always losing because of your kid. All right. Right, right. And your kid. The good good thing about um, athletics these days is that they really promote um, doing athletic sports and things like that, just athletics in general, that you have several people who suck at basketball that still want to play basketball. Yes. And they just form the like D team. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And so you just like that happened to me actually. Um, when I was a kid, and I grew up in Canada. Surprisingly, I sucked at hockey. Hmm. So, <laughs> Didn't drink enough maple syrup was, as a kid. It was because no, it's because I have a wild imagination. I'm one of those kids that had the craziest imaginations, and so I was afraid to stop on the ice. Okay. Because. I thought there would be a crack in the ice and my oh. skate would hit the crack and I'd fall over and hit my head on the ice and I said I'd die. It was always very drastic. Okay. I also thought You'd die a lot. the floor would open up and I would get swallowed up by a volcano. Wow. But, you know, that's... <laughs> we'll have a whole episode of weird, weird child Steve imagination moments. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um... But yeah, and so what ended up happening is how sports worked was you kept going up with your age group, right? Yeah. So like you kept being in the same with the same age range. But because I sucked so much at hockey, they moved me down in age range. <laughs> so I didn't move up with the rest of the people and they told me to move up. Oh, so down. you stayed with the rest of the kids like the next year or whatever. Yeah, with the next year. Yeah. It's like I stayed back a year at school. In sports. Yeah. No. Jeez. It was because hockey in Canada was too serious. I can imagine. I, yeah. When I was young, we would have three-hour practices at five in the morning. Wow. And I hated them because – Five in the morning? It would always be Saturday morning. And Saturday morning, morning cartoons. Saturday morning is cartoons. And we'd have to instead play hockey. That's the worst. <laughs> three hours. So I'd get back exhausted. Didn't even want to watch cartoons. Ah. <laughs> exhausted and cold because you're on the ice for three hours. <laughs> Maybe that's why we had such a good sporting experience because we ended up playing soccer, which is not popular here in the States. Right. I mean, it's popular in the suburbs, I guess, kind of where we grew up because there's a lot of open space. But people aren't generally good. And so, right. you know, we were just average. And, you know, you can play on the recreational teams and be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, we only started getting serious about, like, soccer only started to get serious near the end of our 
that's near right. the end of school where we started having entire summer camps based on soccer oh that's right those are the worst soccer camps yeah that's the worst <laughs> there were eight hours that was hell days in the heat it was during the summer it was awful <laughs> i i feel like at some point those coaches didn't even know what to do they were just raking in money because like you'd get oh, there so. and yeah. the only thing that would be there would be like a tent and like there's nothing in that tent that you can have it's just like right. the coach's stuff and then you showed up at whatever nine in the morning with your lunch bag and enough water for the whole day like a jug of water and you're playing on like the school ground so it's free for them and they'd yeah. just be like all right line up do some drills and then like we'd have lunch and we'd do like a scrimmage and like that would be it like they just make yeah. it up soccer camp yeah, <laughs> yeah. those are good days yeah, though those, those, i know i i miss those days they were fun the thing Even is i think was, like eight hours of soccer but I think I miss playing soccer casually as friends like when we were in high school on like the crappy team. I forget what team we were on. But we were maybe like JV. Yeah, we were on like Yeah, like junior varsity. So we weren't on the good team. But we played against people who were pretty bad. So we won a lot. And when we didn't win, it was like not even a big deal because, you know, it was just whatever. And we were all friends. So it was good. But we weren't soccer people, which was a big deal because some of the people who played soccer with us, they were soccer people, and I did not like soccer people. Like I didn't want to play soccer people. I didn't want to play soccer and then when I'm done playing soccer, go watch soccer. Right? Oh, like, okay. I didn't want to Yeah, like I didn't want to talk soccer. I just wanted to play it. Right? So I don't care yeah. who the next big player is and what his new move is and like whatever the scores are in the games, right? Like right, right. wasn't following soccer. But, you know, I guess you have to do that if you're really into it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Do you remember um Do you remember when uh were you on the team when we had this one team that we just called the the steroid team? <laughs> We it sounds familiar. To, we always lost to the steroid team. For some reason, these kids were always much bigger than us. Like <laughs> taller, they were jacked, and it was almost like mini adults. <laughs> <laughs> we used to just call them the steroid team because they were just all massive. And it's not like you're playing against a different country. Right. Or, you know different country people from different countries could have different builds right so this was a diff, just a different city different breed of people state, <laughs> but somehow yeah their breed of people just made massive kids it's <laughs> it's like the inglewood and the pawnee town like they're That's just right, exactly <laughs> i do remember playing soccer and thinking to myself it's way more physical than it should be because yeah. when we weren't good the referees would call a foul for what I would consider fouls, pulling a jersey, pushing someone, you know, like tripping them. But as we got older, the referees only called fouls if you actually fell and not just fell. Like you had to really be pushed, right? Yeah. And so what ended up happening is like you'd have to look at the person you're running with and be like, am I going to charge right into him? Or am I going to like charge a little lower and try to like flip? Like how am I going to hit him? So in, yeah, instead of getting – you're not even thinking about the ball. You're just like how am I going to hit this guy? 
and you both just kind of go like, and you just do this, and like right. nobody's even kicking the ball. Like the two of you are pretty much kicking it forward, and like <laughs> you're fighting. <laughs> like what happened there? Like it's almost as if it went from you don't really i mean it's okay to like touch the people but when we played when we were younger you couldn't grab someone's jersey you couldn't really no, because have... the rules in soccer are if you have like your elbow oh, even yeah. if people fell if your elbow was to your body you can just check people yeah that was that was my favorite part that's why i was a defender <laughs> wall <laughs> yeah you were, were you, like stuck like when you see the two running like, oh, yeah. we were just describing you know two people running at the ball oh, yeah. i always loved that situation because i would always be still standing <laughs> <laughs> and then would be on the ground you know i i had that happen i don't know four years ago when i played uh, ca- casually um and i forget what i heard i think it was my calf um where I was running and another guy was running and it was, it's supposed to be casual, but um, I was on the house team. So it's just like a random group of people. And right. we were playing against another team that like, you know, when some, when you're playing against somebody and you know, they're about as good as you. So you actually have like a chance, but you have to play your best. You can't right. leave anything behind. And we were like running and it got to that moment where we're both running really fast at each other. And it was like, you either have to stop now or like, just, just go for it and pray you don't get hurt. And like, we, we both just went for it and it was horrible. It was like, we hit and we both flew and it was tumbling. It was the worst. It actually broke my shin guard that I was wearing. It was, it was crazy. The guy, that guy hurt his knee and he was out for, I didn't see him for the rest of the season. I was out for like three or four games where like something happened to my calf in that situation. I don't know how that happened, but I couldn't even walk after that hit. I was just like, ah. And then I was like, it's not worth it. You know, after that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at at our old age. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I play just pickup soccer um, after work. Um, I used to. Now with the coronavirus, we don't, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm missing because I was so excited when spring was going to start. We were going to start playing soccer again, and it's not looking like that's going to ever happen. But um, what's it called? We would have moments like that, and we'd have to tell people, like, you need to chill out because we're all old people at this point, and no one needs to get hurt. So you don't play at like a hundred percent where you're trying to get the ball no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. it's all, it's really a benefit for people who are good at dribbling Oh yeah, <laughs> because people can't just knock you off the ball. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. Down. Cause we used to do that yeah. a lot. Like there, I think there was the thing that we used to be told. It's like, if the guy gets past you, just foul him. Cause like, it's better than, <laughs> better than him scoring. Yeah, and I feel, and honestly, I feel like in soccer, they should almost change the rule. There shouldn't even be penalty kicks. Like if the guy is is alone and it's him and the goalie and you foul him, it should just be a goal, because there's no reason to not foul them. Like if right. if it, if you're the last defender and someone gets past you, they're gonna score. So like 
you got to take them out. Like, you know, yeah, they do that for like any sport, right? So That's even true. football, like pass interference. That's right. But they count uh, it for pass interference. They give you the catch as if you caught it. Yeah, but they don't. Oh, yeah, but, but they, they don't, don't give you the points. They don't let you run. That's yeah, they right. Don't give you. That's yeah. right. That, I guess you you're right. If you caught it in the end zone, like if you got pass interference in the end zone, then you get it. Yeah. They don't. You, they, you, you still don't get it. Oh, that's down. right. They put it like right at the one yard line. Yeah. They put it like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So it is better to just do pass interference than to let them catch it. Yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah. And I think in college football, was only like a 15-yard penalty. So it's even more. <laughs> oh my I forget. It was, it's either professional or college. I forget which one it is. But one of them is only like a 15-yard penalty rather than like the whole thing. Like the, the whole – like wherever you were supposed to catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, recently the, I feel like they changed the rules to football because it's very like offensive focused. I mean they did it to basketball too. I was watching this YouTube video on basketball and it was like this trending video, like millions of views about this really good dribbler, right? Back yeah. when we played basketball – now this has been like 20 years ago, whenever. There used to be a rule called palming. And it had two parts. The first part was you can't bounce the ball above your waist. So when you're bouncing, it can't go above your waist. And the second okay. thing was you can't put your hand under the ball and scoop it. So you can't dribble like this, right? And right. the reason being is when you scoop the ball, you're actually holding the ball. So instead of it bouncing up and down, you like bounce it, hold it, and then throw it. And so when you throw yeah. it, you can do those crazy like crossover moves and all this stuff, right? And yeah. I'm watching this video. I'm like, this guy's like definitely doing these things wrong. And I posted in the comments and a guy replied to me and he said, yeah, they decided in the NBA they don't call those anymore because the, they, yeah. they'd rather they have like traveling either traveling, yeah. charging. They'd rather them score to keep people excited. Yeah. And so the same thing they were saying that with football, they've changed the rules to make it more offensive focused where like it gives the offense an advantage. Like you touch the kicker, you know, or you touch the quarterback, like, you know, you touch the person the wrong way, you hold the person the wrong way. It's like they get all these yards. So playing yeah. defense, you have to be really careful. Yeah. And uh, in hockey, there used to be a thing called a two line pass, um, which meant that you weren't allowed to pass the puck if it crossed two lines oh like icing almost where it goes like all yeah. the way to the other it's end. almost like icing but yeah. like a shorter distance right and they removed that rule because it allows for like breakaways and stuff more scoring if you could just pass so yeah. far up the the rink you know so yeah i actually when i was at my last hockey game i by the way i'm lucky i live near like the flyers and everything like they, they are a pretty good team um comparatively they were like right. winning a lot of games um, for our generation. Back when we were by the Devils, they were winning when we were there. Now I'm here, and they're winning. The Flyers win a lot here. Um, but I was that having a you. <laughs> you said it. Um, I mean, I do enjoy every year. I, I I at least go to one baseball and one hockey game, but and one basketball game. But I definitely try to hit more than one hockey game because the tickets are so cheap. They're like twenty bucks. Right. Like I pay more for the hot dog and fries and soda than I do for the ticket. Right. Um, but uh, I was talking to a guy there. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't have – like we were, I was with the group and like there was just another guy we were talking about. it, And he was saying that like they make strategies in hockey even around the subs because you sub from like one side, right? So like if you know right. the other team's going to sub out, you know, you don't want to be passing where they're subbing in from. 
because like as the guy's leaving, the other guy's coming out, he might just come and like intercept your pass. So you want to be like on the um, there's there's like a bunch of different strategies with that. Sometimes you want to do it on purpose. Oh, like if they're not the ready. Other team, because you can have the too many men on the ice penalty. Ah. Uh, if if you if you somehow pass it to somebody who's supposed to get off and his sub came on, and he touches the puck. Ah, uh, like, okay, ice, okay. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's you interesting. Can do it on like, purpose. The li- I think the yeah. live subs should be definitely included in sports like basketball and soccer, because soccer, well, we never play the real soccer rules. We played you sub as much as you want. I think the real rules is like three subs a game or two subs three. a game. Three. Yeah, yeah it's like very three. few, um, unless it's an injury. And basketball has so many. No, time- even even if it's an injury. Oh, okay. And basketball yeah, has so many timeouts. Three subs. If you have another injured player after your three subs, you play man down. That's it. That's how it works. Dang. <laughs> Maybe that's why they all play keep away, because <laughs> they're just tired. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, in, in basketball would be another one where I wouldn't mind the live subs because they stop so frequently in basketball. It's like oh, you yeah. might you might as well just sub in and out whenever you want. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, I think. All I, right. Well, it looks like uh, we're almost out of time here, though. Did you want to finish up your? No, thoughts, I think I think that's good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you liked us, guys, you can catch us on any of your um, regular podcast stuff. We're Creativity Level Zero. Um, and you can find us on YouTube, your podcast app, Twitter, um, and on Instagram. But on Instagram, we're creativity underscore level underscore zero with a number. And we'll catch you guys next time.